0: Well, good morning, and welcome to Corinth in Your Car Wednesday recording edition. We're right. recording a day early due to some fall break schedules and and all that sort of stuff. And so we're excited to to be together a little bit earlier than usual to talk. That means it's only been six days since we circled up around <laughs> these microphones. Yep. So what a treat! What a we, treat! What a treat! And um, we'll start as as always with a with a check in. And here's just kind of kind of how i got the question framed up this week we're in the middle of fall break adam and um, doesn't matter for you because you don't have kids um, i have kids <laughs> well okay yeah yeah.
1: but for that, adam it's just the second week correct. of october That's, <laughs> Yes,
0: exactly right i'm not saying that uh your kids are no longer <laughs> existent just how are you guys spending fall break uh this week what have you done what are you going to do well we, I I've, I've been going to work that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Our family took uh a day and a half, two days or so and just kind of got away and went down to some generous friends who uh let us spend some time at their lake house and really just hung out. Did family stuff, watched watched a movie, played games, Rosalie's birthday happened, so we got ice cream on the way home and um, just had a nice slow down couple of days. So back to work now and um yeah
0: very cool it was good lake did you get in a boat at all little,
2: yeah i, I got chilly.
1: A, I got on a paddle boat yeah and uh so we're like paddling halfway across the it's not really the, the the wide part of the lake it's one of the ends and uh there was this black german shepherd on the um opposite like dock just kind of hanging out like hey cool look at that look at that dog and uh all of a sudden, it, like, jumped in and started paddling towards us. Oh, wow. Oh, that's funny. And I was like, I had all my kids with me. So, uh, Rosalie was in the other paddle seat, which didn't do anything because she can't reach the <laughs> pedals, going so I was paddling pretty all much. of them. And then Dominic and Naya are in the back, and I was like, don't worry, it won't swim that far, oh. and just kept swimming. <laughs> so, I was like, all right. So, I'm paddling a little faster, and it, it ended up being fine. The dog wasn't dangerous, but it did follow us all the way across. And That's uh, pretty impressive and then got out of the water. He yeah. speed chased chase at
2: the lake. It's a dogged determination. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> but it I mean it got out and it started marking all the trees and stuff and How? How did it mark? <laughs> With some spray paint. <laughs> <laughs> it like it wrote graffiti DOG dog this is mine. This is mine. Here. This, yeah. is mine. <laughs> this is mine.
0: Don't touch it. Marked all the trees
1: <laughs> and uh but it's it's a little unnerving whenever you have your your three kids and this dog is you don't know what kind of dog it is. It didn't have a collar or anything like that and so Ended up being fine. We weren't ever in danger, but it was just funny. Like, yeah, don't worry, that dog won't catch us. And there then, it is. And then it caught us. It reminded me of um, the Princess Bride when they they're trying to outrun the other ship, and they they think they're gonna outrun it, and then it catches them the whole time. Yeah.
2: So. Luke, have you seen the Princess Bride?
0: I have. All right.
2: Indubitably. Indubitably. <laughs> Incredible.
0: I know, Incredible. I don't know that memory. that word means. What do you think it means? No. Probably not. You killed my father. Yeah perfected (laughs) today, adam you have been coming into work but tomorrow you are not no that's right uh, what do you got going on yeah so uh tomorrow thursday uh
2: dark and early about 4 a.m aj and i are getting up and driving to the airport and we're flying to st louis to be picked up by my brother and then we're driving to kansas city and we're going to the chiefs broncos game tomorrow night yes you get to go watch the chiefs practice oh i hope so i hope
1: so the Broncos look great. like they're just trying to trade everything away, too.
2: Well, right. hopefully. I hope that they'll just uh, leave Jerry Judy in Kansas City and let him become yeah, wide receiver be warden for the Chiefs. That'd be awesome. So I don't foresee the Broncos helping the Chiefs out, though. No, no, not in any way. Not in any way, but that'll be fun. Yeah. Barbecue on the way? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. barbecue and Rally House. Okay. You ever been to a Rally House? Uh-uh. You know you know what I'm yeah. talking about? Hmm. So Rally House is just think um, sports... Uh, not memorabilia. Uh, what would what what would it be? Is it paraphernalia? Is that yeah? Is that the word? Yeah, 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 like sports merchandise. Gear, merchandise. Yeah, yeah. And it's localized. So in Kansas City, it is all Chiefs, all Royals. Yeah, that's fun. I, all Missouri. I may have been to one all, of these. there's one in Springfield. Yeah, one, yeah. One. That's that's where
0: I went in Springfield. It's amazing. It's there's cool. so much. You can spend so much money there. <laughs> so I think I think I walked out with only a ten dollar bill because I'm so cheap. Yeah, but I was like, I gotta buy something, right? Like, you know, gotta gotta get something. Yep.
1: So if we wanted to do the podcast at a normal time tomorrow, you'd be on a plane.
2: A no, I be, would be in be a car.
1: In the car. Yeah, yeah we hand.
2: land in St. Louis on St. Louis time at uh seven forty. Oh wow! So it's eight forty here. Forty.
1: So yeah. we could get Andy into the discussion, and yeah, AJ.
2: Yeah, we'll probably be asleep <laughs> in the car yeah. while
0: AJ I bet, Andy yeah. drives. So. Yep. <laughs>
2: 4 a.m. is early. Well, and then you're going to a night game as well, so yeah, it's, it's going to be I a long. A, I day. did a
0: Thursday. I did a Thursday night game um, one time where uh, I was in I was in Joplin for school, and I I took um, my final exam, mm-hmm. my last final exam. Oh, that, wow. th- th- that Thursday morning, immediately drove my car, which I had already packed up to mm-hmm. Kansas City mm-hmm. to the airport to pick up my dad and my brother who flew in from Texas. Mm-hmm. And then we went to the game. Um, it was the terrible game where the Chargers beat us Nova by time. going for two at the very end of it. Um, and then we drove from Kansas City to Independence, Kansas uh, mm-hmm. to, to stay the night with my grandpa. And then we drove all the way back home for, to San Antonio because I was on break at that point. Oh, wow. And That's it was a long drive. It was a long uh long 24 hours but it was awesome it was an awesome 24 hours san antonio are from, from the, independence no kansas
1: is 12 hours or so right
0: uh, it's 13 yeah yeah it's it's a trek it's a, it's a long it's a trek long trip no doubt but it's super fun Um, this this week has been a little nice for me a little bit slower than normal so i've been kind of trying to do a little bit more reading and resting um my body is sore <laughs> And Adam already is laughing because he knows why. On, yep. Did on, you faint again? No, I didn't. No, faint he didn't. Again. <laughs> um, yeah. On Monday, on Monday night, we g- gathered some of the uh, some of the high school boys uh, and their small group leaders, and we played some flag football.
1: Oh yeah, the winners of the pumpkin. Is this what happened? Well, no, that's
0: a different thing. But okay. we played flag football okay. on Monday just just for fun with some of the boys and their leaders, and it was a lot of fun. And my legs still hurt.
1: You found out you had some muscles. Yeah, in you. That's right. You didn't remember. Yeah. My weed eater muscle in the back. Of... <laughs>
0: <laughs> weed eater muscle.
1: I used that weed I eater. Have, I have to
0: ask Tristan if that's going to show up on her, on her, <laughs> on her, on her PT <laughs> test. Yeah, I mean
1: it's the it's the upper upper left on my back because I used it the other day for several
0: hours. So all right, yeah. there we go. So forgot I had it. We could we could probably sit here and whine about. <laughs> Speak to yourself. I'm in my prime. You're in your prime. I am a I am a specimen. I I think you should come play flag football with us, and then the next day we'll see if you're saying speak, the same then thing. Weigh in on that. Yeah, see if you're saying the same thing. Hey, here's another fun question to kick us off today. Before we get into sermon recap, um, just thinking through, we my goodness, it is October. Yep. Mm-hmm. So like, we have two more full months before the end of the year, and so a little bit of a time to be reflective. What's What's one way that you've seen God move at Corinth recently um, that's just encouraged you? For me,
2: I just um, – so I'm. A, let me see. Was it last week? I don't even know where we are right now. And, um, But I think I had an elders meeting last week. Today is October 11th. Okay, it was last week. Yeah, I, had an, yeah, I, had an, yeah. I had an elders meeting last week. And um, any time I'm just able to uh, sit down and spend some time with them, it's just always fantastic. And then uh, that was the same evening that we were able to – um, just honor and celebrate Gene uh, and Patsy night. Yep. Yeah. You know, and that was just a really, really just cool moment. And so I, um, you know, the Bible says give honor where honor is due, to outdo one another in giving honor. And uh, so I just thought that was really cool, just to see God's people giving just incredible honor to uh, to great people. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Josh, what about you, man?
0: Um,
1: I guess it's a small story, but in the grand scheme of things, uh, I just, I love stories like this. One of our small group leaders recently wrote an email and just said hey this probably doesn't seem like it's a big deal but one of our guys who has never prayed out loud before uh, prayed out loud and that's uh, a big deal and it's mm. a big deal i love yeah. it and so it seems it, it, if you're if you want to be cynical about it or 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 whatever just say yeah that's not really a big deal but i love it that any next step people are taking like that yeah, that's great is uh it's great so that's just one small way yeah
0: love that i could way. i could probably talk about a uh, the teenage world for, mm-hmm. for years and years and years about what God is doing. Cause there's a lot of cool stuff, but I'm actually going to throw it to a Sunday morning thing. Um, and give shout out to the Lord for working through you, Josh and you, Adam to kind of revamp the next step stuff. Um, I attended with my wife, Tristan as a participant, and um, this, uh, last month. And it was awesome. Like just really cool. It's cool to see, yeah. um, kind of the next steps that we're encouraging people to take. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was, that was awesome. God's, God's up to some cool stuff in that in that world as well. So commercial, if you if you don't get tired of us saying it on stage on Sunday morning, here it there is in the go. podcast. Yeah. If you've not been a part of the new Next Step stuff.
1: Which just started in it. September. Yeah. So. yeah. So, you'd be a part most of it. Most people have not. Yeah.
0: So most just, people have not Come on out. Yeah. So come on out. It's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Whether you've been a part of Corinth, like we're serious whenever we're
2: saying this. Yeah, yeah. We're not kidding. Whenever, if you've been a part of Corinth for years and haven't been a part of it, you've got an open invitation to be, be there because, um. Oh gosh, who wasn't that said? You know, man um, Uh doesn't need to be instructed as much as he needs to be reminded. Mm -hmm. And it'd be just a great thing just to be reminded of why we're here, what we're doing, who we are, and um, to walk out with potential, uh, potential next steps for yourself as well. Because every single one of us has a next step.
1: Yeah. Still. I also, I also think of it. We're in the middle of football season, so I think of it as a team huddle, um, and every single week, teams practice
0: and. Done before the one o'clock games. Exactly, so you'll be all right. And week two, you get
1: barbecue. So anyway, yeah. uh, and I know cream. it's it's a it's a team huddle. Um, leaders give vocabulary, and so if you're a leader here at Corinth and you want the vocabulary of just next steps, what what we're all about, um, yeah, come on out. It's it's a great
2: time. Well, and you walk out when week two mm-hmm. with a personal growth plan. Yeah. Um, project. Yeah. Physical. Physical
1: uh, folder with papers inside, also okay. digital resources here's how you that are emailed can, to you. So,
2: Yeah,
0: here's how you can keep going. So. I had more next steps to take than my wife did. <laughs> we knew that. <laughs> we, that's not surprising. <laughs> we it's not surprising. It, it was really helpful, and, and I see the Lord up to some really cool stuff um, through that, so um, kudos. Well done, guys. That's, that's exciting. Looking forward to seeing that continue. Adam, the generous life. Yeah. Part two. Part two. Mechanics Part two. of givings. Recap us. What did we talk about?
2: Yeah. So this was the, um, oh, I don't know if it is. I think it's annual. This was the annual tithing sermon.
0: (sighs) Kind of similar to like in youth ministry around Valentine's Day. It's like annual dating and romance stuff for teenagers. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So
2: every year this needs to be talked about um, and we need to be reminded of it. And so it was just talking about how we actually give and just really putting out a challenge to people that if you're, If you're not tithing, which means 10%, it's not two, four, six, eight, you know, 12, 15, 20. Tithing is 10%. If you're not tithing um, to start, and if you are tithing and have been doing that for a little bit, is can you increase your generosity? Um, Because it's to be the starting point. So, really, I mean, that is what it was all about Um, how we need to um, overcome the two obstacles that are in, in our way. One is that we're selfish Two that we're fearful. And, but then it's just really just down into, here's the playbook. Here's how you, here's how you start to develop generosity in your life. Yeah. So hopefully it was helpful. I mean, it's, um, pretty straightforward guys. I mean, um, there's not a lot of, um, like, Oh wow. Never considered that. Um, (laughs) Even though they're actually Didn't I say see that. that one coming. Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> um even though there were actually a couple of things that I'm sure as we're talking through that just uh, kind of just uh, were
0: illuminating uh, for me, even just in, mm-hmm. in writing and so Yeah, that's cool. So that's cool. Josh, as you're kinda reading through the sermon, looking forward to hearing it on Sunday, what are some things that jump off the page to you right now?
1: Yeah, I liked the the challenge of the year of jubilee to Congress. I think we should have all our debts forgiven every seven years.
2: <laughs> Didn't they try to do that?
1: <laughs> I don't think that's going to work. Well, wait, uh, there has been some debts. Yeah. A- anyway. Attempt, um, attempted. No, I, for me, it was once again, we said it last week that God cares about your heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he's not just going to make a rule for no reason. And that's how you started again, Adam, um, to deal with the the selfish heart and the, what there Fearful My heart. Fearful heart. Yeah. yeah. And so before any practical like playbook, it was, hey, how does God care about your heart? Like He, he cares about money because he cares about your heart. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, I think, just the reminder every week of this series is we're really talking about your heart, and money is the way to get at that
0: heart issue. Yeah, it pulls the string a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I loved uh, the toss-out to Capital One. Adam, yeah, yeah. throwing him under the bus. Absolutely love it. What's in your wallet? Is is that still their tagline? um, I think think so. I know that they're still using um, Jennifer Garner and uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, So uh,
1: I just, on the way back from the lake yesterday, I saw a sign for, it was like a storage unit. Those were popping up everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everywhere. The storage unit was advertising for themselves. And on this billboard, it said... uh, like, you should rent with us, basically. And then it said, because it's not just stuff. Mm. And it just got me thinking.
0: Like, this is... What, are they going to keep their kids in there? <laughs> it's not just stuff. Well, what? what how I read it was, <laughs> some people
1: will say, oh, it's just your junk or whatever. But this isn't just stuff. And it's kind of playing to the emotion of the heart. Like, this is your really important stuff. It's right. And so you can take it you know, a couple different ways. Yeah. um but it just was interesting to me to see a a storage unit say it's not just stuff even they realize there are some heartstrings for your stuff and so when god talks about stuff um in general and then money specifically um it is more there is more of a pull and so i think what jesus and god are are revealing is yeah it's not just stuff it has a it has a stronger pull <laughs> um so we have got to be careful with it
0: yeah so. I think one of the one of the things that jumped out at me right away Adam was something that you just used to intro the sermon mm-hmm. and just talking about how the really around church culture church mm-hmm. world there are two topics uh that are kind of like as soon as they get thrown up right people get uncomfortable yeah. and it's money and it's sex mm-hmm. and and the danger of not talking about these two things is that those two things are really per- pervasive in everybody's day-to-day life as they go about living in, in, mm-hmm. in this world. And so you, you, regardless of whether or not you try to avoid it or not, you are being, um, Disciple. discipled yeah. by a way to deal with money, a way to think about sexuality, like all that sort of stuff. And so if the church doesn't like actually, you know, mm-hmm. annually, or as a part of the regular rhythms mm-hmm. of our conversations talk about these things, um, then I fear that, the, that Scripture isn't discipling us on two of the most important issues that, mm-hmm. that tug at our hearts all the time. So I'm yeah. grateful for the conversation. Yeah. Uh, the layout for the sermon yesterday was really great. Three types of hearts, the selfish and the fearful, those are the ones that we want to deal with. And right. the generous, that's the one that we want to embrace. Right. So I want to talk through the first two first, why uh, we need to deal with the first two. Um, so dealing with a selfish heart. We went to Deuteronomy chapter 15, verses mm-hmm. 7 through 10. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of lays out the year of jubilee. Here's a question to kind of think through: other what other passages or stories of scripture maybe come to mind whenever you're thinking about just selfishness in the heart um, and the motivation for generosity? Uh, book
2: chapter verse is going to escape me right now. Um, okay. We got Josh here. Yeah, Josh will fix it. Um, but um, it's the the story of um, the the woman who comes and pours um, perfume on Jesus's feet. To anoint him, yeah, it was perfume, right? Not oil. Uh, perfu- perfume. It was perfume, and uh, it's uh, shocker. Judas is the one that's like, we could have used this money to take care of the poor. Blah 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 blah. And, and is I think it might have been John, or I can't remember. It's all it's all blurry right now. It's it's early. Well, it's not early. It's ten o'clock in the morning. I should be sharper than this. Hey, you got to be up at four tomorrow. I know, okay. um, but it's just like he only said this because he was stealing from the, um, from, from the treasury and the treasury. Yeah. And so that's one there that just kind of reminds me, or just, I think reveals that selfishness that you can, you can appear to be pious and you can appear to be, you know, doing a godly thing, but really it's just a selfish motivation that is mm-hmm. there. And I think you use, um, you know, even the Deuteronomy passage here and, you can see somebody trying to say, well, I'm just trying to be wise financially. I'm just trying to be fiscally responsible. And so I don't want to loan to this guy because, you know, the year of jubilees next year and I would just lose all that money. And so, and God's like, no, that's, that's wicked. Yeah, that's not the point. That's not the point. Yeah. Um. You you saw a need. You need to meet the need. And so um, that's one of the stories that just kind of pops in my mind. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah.
1: yeah. And at the end of that story, I just, I did, it's John 12. I look okay, up. good. Hey,
2: looky there. Way to go, John! Did say it. Nice, good.
1: But remember, Jesus did say, uh, "Hey, leave her alone. Like she's doing. Yes, she's she's anointing my body for yes. burial. And this story will be told about her yes. for decades and years and yeah. you know, centuries, as long as millennia come to, preach, to come.
0: Right. Uh, and the cool thing about that, I'm just thinking back to what you said, Adam, last week. That's the way to pay it forward. Yes. Right. Like you're creating a legacy. Um, in a certain way, and so that's super cool, Josh. What other you know thoughts, passages of scripture, stories come to mind when you're thinking about just dealing with a selfish heart in regards to the motivation for generosity?
1: Yeah, I just I immediately thought it's Colossians three. I think looked it up Colossians three five, um, just the phrase greed, which is idolatry. Yeah, and so you know we have a tendency sometimes to to say, well, it's not a big deal. Everybody, everybody wants that. Everybody does that. Everybody, but like. Coveting was one of the big 10, you know, uh, 10 commandments. And the way the New Testament writes about greed is like, this is a false idol. It's not just Mm -hmm. a bad thing. It is idolatry. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. we got to be careful with it.
2: Well, one of the things that uh, Tim Keller, so there's a bingo square. um, I remember him saying (laughs) (laughs) was that greed is one of those things that Jesus actually says, watch out. Uh Uh-huh. He never says, watch out or you'll commit adultery. You know, watch out or you'll start telling falsehoods and lies. But he says, watch out or you'll become greedy. And the reason is that nobody thinks they're greedy. It's the one sin that nobody thinks they commit. Greed is somebody else. You know, I'm just trying to be fiscally responsible. I'm just trying to, you know, I don't have that much because. The the greedy people are in a tax bracket above me. Exactly.
0: I don't know. It's not me. Yeah.
2: Just yeah. need those billionaires to pay their fair share. And um so that is the one thing that Jesus says. You gotta be on guard. And um I think it's because um what is the uh, old testament word, you guys is it mammon?
1: That's well, that's New Testament. Is that a new yeah, is that yeah. the New Testament so word? When okay. Jesus says um you can't serve both God and mammon is what yeah. he says. Uh, but it's money or yeah, stuff. It, yeah.
2: it, it's a God. It, it It is a God. And it captures our heart. And that goes back to our conversation last week of money's not. It's not neutral. It's not necessarily neutral. I understand what people are saying when they say that. But I think the more that, that you think about it, it's like, no, treasure tries to grab at your heart. Mm-hmm. And we want to have it. It wants to have us.
0: Yeah. I thought about uh, as I was reading through Isaiah chapter one, um, whenever Israel is basically just going through the motions of. They're bringing the gifts and the sacrifices to God really just because they mm-hmm. have to mm-hmm. like, oh man, got to do this. And the motivation and the heart isn't there. And so God just says, stop, Like, I don't want this. I, and, and what, what he says is your hearts are far from me. Mm-hmm. I want, I want your heart. And so it just speaks to this, this heart issue. Uh, we got to, we got to deal with the selfish heart. So
1: we well, have uh, the, you have the widow in the temple as well that comes and brings the, the little, the widow's might, you know, it's yeah. kind of the, the expression now. Um, and then Jesus says, "Hey, she gave everything, everything. And so yeah, she gave more than y'all, who were announcing your generous gifts, quote unquote generous, because they weren't mm-hmm. really giving; it was just m- going through motions." Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I think that's Mark twelve, um, and the only reason I know that is because I thought about that too when I yeah. read through the sermon yesterday yeah. and lo- and looked it up. Mark twelve yeah. is is that story. Yeah. Um, so, what's let's just ask this question, and we'll move on to fearful heart. I, I guess just what's really behind our selfishness. And how can we deal with it and overcome the selfish heart? Uh, maybe specifically when it comes to the the call to generosity. I would
2: wonder if the selfishness comes from fear. Okay, so we got the fearful heart, yeah, and then that so selfishness it's really comes just from two that. sides of the same two yes. sides of the same heart. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Uh, Two different chambers of the same heart.
1: <laughs> Two chambers of the same heart.
2: <laughs> I
0: love it. Yeah. So we need Jesus
1: to put in a spiritual
0: stint. How many chambers do well, we have this in our is, heart? This is why the promise in Ezekiel is so important because yeah. uh-huh. our stony, stubborn heart is going to uh-huh. be replaced with a new one.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. How many chambers? How many chambers? We,
0: yeah. Tristan, <laughs> how many chambers are in our heart? Or four. Four chambers. Yeah. Okay, so analogy doesn't work today no. if you would have had four different types yeah, okay. fine, But we've got three so we're just missing one <laughs> it's all good so but, what's... but i honestly
2: do think that the selfishness is driven by the fear um you know um because fear and so not to jump ahead of you Luke, but fear is driven by scarcity mindset yeah of there's not enough there's not enough there, there's not enough so i've got to grab as much as i can i got to grab as much as i can, got to, as as I can. got to grab i can't share i can't give because it's going to run out. It's finite. And so I think that the fear does drive the selfishness. I mean, there may be something else. I'm sure there's something else.
1: Well, I'm thinking back even to the last week of um, First Peter, the spiritual side of things. Uh, Satan comes at us to doubt, to doubt either our identity, um, what's going to make us happy, or God's goodness. And even the first words, some of the first words of Scripture, he says to Eve. Did God really say that? Like, right. It's just it's doubt, and it yeah. it comes back to fear as well, scarcity, mm-hmm.
2: um, and it it is wickedness. It's mm-hmm.
1: there's there's flesh as well, like the yeah. Scripture would say, flesh, yeah. sinfulness, um, our sinful nature as well. But yeah, I think that that's well. Uh, so
2: we could say it's it is spiritual warfare as well because so if you were the devil, mm-hmm. and if you were going to try to um, disrupt people's lives, what two areas of their lives would you go after? We've already answered this question. Sex and money. Sex and money. Yep. And the, it's it's one of those things to where he comes at us, and it's spiritual warfare as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like whenever I – and I understand. Listen, I understand. Whenever I, I get up on stage and I say, hey, listen, if you make just the, the average salary in Walton County, you are in the top 96%. Yeah. You're in the 96th percentile so you are in the top four percent of all wage earners in the entire world Mm -hmm. out of six or seven billion people
1: closer to eight actually now is it now
2: closer to eight Mm -hmm. so you are in the top four percent of all those people you are wealthy the looks that i get yeah are not
0: oh wow wow.
2: it's you're crazy you're stupid i i don't feel that yeah and I understand it. I understand that because yeah. wealth is one of those things that is um what is the definition of rich it's it's more than what I've got right and so um I understand it, but I think that there's some spiritual warfare in there there is that is causing yeah. us to go, oh no, i'm not i i'm not I, yeah. i'm just a i'm just well,
1: a... what's the word again? It comes back to doubt like I yeah. doubt you know yeah. and Satan gets us to doubt um by the way, the world population in twenty twenty one with seven point eight 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 billion so so surely we're, we're eight we're you know. we're nearing eight um and Sasha gets the same thing when she teaches her middle schoolers because um, she talks about this as well like with the rich young ruler story and all that um she'll teach that in class and then talk about are you rich and nobody thinks they are right and we're going to a a private school where everybody has some some money there's scholarships and there's things and you know we get help we don't Necessarily pay all of it as well, but there's plenty of people that you're, you're paying something to get there on top of yeah. your taxes,
2: right? Right. So. so if you make the average salary, which remind us it was like seventy one thousand dollars County. in Walton County, okay. So and there's a websites that you can go to it's basically just like how rich am I kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. um If you're at the median household income of seventy one thousand then you are more wealthy than roughly 7.5 se- 7.6 <laughs> billion people. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. There are 7.6 mm-hmm. billion people on the planet who make less than you do. Yeah. Out of 7.888. hmm That's... Uh, that's significant. That's significant. <laughs> Say that, significant. Yeah, and, and so, yeah. but you go back to it spiritual warfare satan mm-hmm. distorts the truth and makes it look like a lie and so we just don't believe it and so we don't yeah. feel like we need to be responsible um you know for that cuz I'm I don't feel rich
1: i think i think another thing uh, the question you know was what's really behind our selfishness mm-hmm. it's just the word my m y yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's with sex and money, it's, well, it's my money and it's my body. Yes. And that's the lie that we've bought into. Yeah, it's not true. Because yeah. the, yeah. the scripture would say, you are not your own. You've been bought at a price. Yes. Therefore, honor God with yeah. your body and your money and your right. wallet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Love that. Let's uh, kind of, we jumped around a little bit with it, but let's just go right into officially the fearful heart. Mm-hmm. You went to Malachi chapter three mm-hmm. and talked about a time that Israel was arguing with God. Yep. Really, really great idea. Always uh, goes well. Just awesome whenever that happens. Any uh, other passages of scripture or, or stories come to mind when thinking about kind of the fear in our hearts? Uh, what's behind our fear and how can we kind of deal with it? Yeah, so behind our fear is that
2: it's the mindset the we mindset. go with. And so we, we want to be people who have an abundance mindset. So Jesus talks about it. He's like, you know, consider the lilies of the field. You know, Not even Solomon in all of his splendor was clothed in it, uh, their glory. Uh, birds in the air, blah, 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 you know, all, the, all these things. Right. And he's like, if God does that for those things, how much more do you think he's going to do for you? That is saying you can have an abundance mindset. Your father is going to take care of you. Yeah, it It is from the very beginning, you know, in creation. It's like, here's all this, you take care of it, you tend it. Um, there's plenty, there's plenty here for you. So you don't have to hoard. You don't have to uh, be selfish about this. And so, the scarcity mindset, though, teaches us and says, uh, "There's just not enough, so I've got to grab everything that I can. I got to protect what is mine." And so it causes anxiety, it causes fear, you know, it causes all these kind of things, and it causes stinginess because um, if I give what is scarce, then that means there's not going to be enough for me. I won't be able to make it, and so that's really where people of Israel are here in Malachi, um, if I remember right. You know they 've just come back from uh captivity and so they 've um, they're, they're're they 're starting some things but they' haven't started they haven 't been tithing they haven't been bringing it into the storehouse and god 's like you're you 're robbing me you're you 're keeping things from me and so um he 's like that 's not how it works just get over your fears uh mm-hmm. trust me trust me in this test me in this and so um
0: so that's uh that's that 's where it all comes from yeah, love it. Josh, any thoughts you got to add on this? Uh,
2: uh,
1: another story, I thought of the um, walking on the water scene when Jesus walks on water and, uh, and Peter says, tell me to come to you and all this stuff. And then at the end of the story, he says, why were you afraid? Mm-hmm. You know. And so you're, you're saying, what other stories like maybe remind you of this? Just, why do you, why do you doubt me? He says. Mm-hmm. Then he climbed back into the boat, the, the wind stopped. And I think financially, we can often feel like we're in the middle of a storm. Yeah, I mean, I guess this would be a little devotional, maybe, um, but Jesus would say, "Hey, why are you a why are you afraid?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Um. And sometimes, maybe we do need to lose some things to see what is really important. Yeah. And maybe it's God and His grace. Purging. So
0: yeah, love it. Cool. Let's jump into the third type of heart. This is the one we want. We want to develop this one. We want to embrace this one. We want to um, become the person with a generous heart, and we want to become less of the people with a selfish and feel fearful heart. So let's talk about the playbook. Um, number one, start with the tithe. The tithe is how many percentage? 10. 10% tithe. 10%. So talk to us a little bit about what is the tithe, and then we'll jump into kind of the common objections that, that people sometimes get for this. Yeah. Literally, tithe is,
2: in the Hebrew, it is a tenth. That, that's what it means. So it is 10% right off the top. You get a paycheck. 10% goes to the storehouse of God. Um, that's the way it was that's the way it is that's the way it always has been it's not two it's not four it's not six you know in our in our church cultures i'm not just talking Corinth culture but uh, it's gotten to the place to where a tithe is just you know whatever you give and um this is not the case you know you can't tithe two percent any more than you can whitewash a room with red paint <laughs> um it's a, it's a it's an it's an offering yeah, i don't even know that you can call it an offering is it's like not the offering would be anything beyond ten percent. Be yeah. yeah, and so I, the, the the vocabulary I've heard is like it, if anything below a tithe is basically a tip.
1: Or I've heard it this way: the tithe is the first ten percent; the last ten percent is a tip. <laughs> if you just give what's left over, and it's percent yes. left over. Well, yes. I still got it. That's a tip. That's not a tithe. Because yeah. you're not yeah. trusting.
2: Okay. I got you. Know. I got you. Know. Yeah. 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 And so, um, so that is what it, what a tithe is, and it's the the interesting things to me about it. Um, are the Bible never says to give the tithe.
1: Bring it, yeah. It's bring it, does, it. Yeah, you're right. because it
2: belongs to him. You yeah. can't give that which does not belong to you. And so it is bring the tithe, bring it. It belongs to the Lord, belongs to the Lord. And so um, it's it's 10% right off the top. And it's one of those things that the vast majority of Christians do not do. Mhm. last data I saw, it's anywhere – it's right around 3% of Christians
0: actually tithe. Yeah. 3%. Hmm. So um, we don't even have a tithe of Christians who are yeah, tithing. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy.
2: And I, if I Once again, the, the, the data I've seen is the average Christian gives like around 2% of their income.
1: Yeah, and I mean Corinth is a very generous church. Absolutely. So I, I would venture to say we are above – the average of tithing churches, yeah. but let's just say we were four times above average, mm-hmm. and we that's cool. and twelve percent of our people are truly tithing. Can you imagine our annual budget being times by nine? Right, like how much
0: ministry we could do, yeah, um, just here in one church.
1: Like yeah. not, not to mention all the other all churches. All the other churches. Right.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. cool. So, so three percent. Let's talk about the, the other ninety-seven percent. And Adam, you threw out some common objections that people mm-hmm. might give. Yeah, um, You hit two. There might be even even a few more that we could talk about as bonus oh, yeah. content Yeah, um, on the podcast today. But let's hit those two first.
2: Yeah. Uh, first thing is, is God doesn't get to tell me to do uh, what to do with my money. And that's just an ownership um, misunderstanding. And so it's, uh, once again, arguing with God, bossing God around. It's like, you don't have any right to speak to me on this. Um, and you go back to the very beginning. It's the same thing we do with our sexuality, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing we do with our money. Yeah. Um, so it's it is sinful. It is a spiritual warfare. Uh, the second thing is generally that, um, and this is normally um, um, people who've been in church for for a while and didn't know this language, <laughs> didn't know this language. It's like, well, tithing is an Old Testament command, and it's a, it's an Old Testament law it's not a new testament law and so we're new testament christians so we're not required you know to do this yeah and um so this was um this was enlightening to to me like i knew that that wasn't i knew that was a bad argument yeah okay don't get, I, i've known that's a bad argument for a long time um but um in in some of the research this week uh, last couple of weeks i really appreciated this the first place tithing shows up is pre law mm-hmm it's in Genesis. It's yeah, in Gen- when Abraham gives to Melchizedek. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so that's the first place it shows up. So it predates the law. Mm-hmm. And so it is not law based. It is it's honestly it's kind of grace based. Mm-hmm. Um, because who is Melchizedek? Well, n- nobody really yeah. knows. Maybe Jesus, maybe, maybe Jesus, Jesus. Maybe it, it definitely we know he's a type, type of, of Jesus, yeah. Yeah. He is a type of Christ. That's how Hebrews presents him. Could he be a pre-incarnation Jesus? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, the way he's presented, I mean, he's the the King of Salem, which is uh, the King of Shalom. Uh, yeah. So he's the King of Peace. Mm-hmm. Um, he has no beginning. He has no end. He just kind of shows up and then he's not. And um, so, and Abraham gives ten percent. He gives a tithe to him. Oh, Maccusdech also brings bread and wine. Yeah. 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 so anyway i i don't know but anyway the 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 point of it is is that um it's before before the law so no it's not just an old testament law but the the other thing too that comes into it and so and this is just kind of how we how we phrased it on sunday was okay but if jesus told you you needed to tithe would you do it Mm -hmm. and just think about that for just a second if jesus himself said you should tithe would you actually do it and hopefully everybody would say well of course if jesus told me to do it i would i would do it you know if he told me to get out of the water get out of the boat and walk on water i'd do it if he told me to you know do this i'd do it well in luke 11 and in matthew 23 he says yes you should tithe you should tithe mm-hmm. yes just don't neglect the 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 more important matters of the law but he says those very words, you should tie.
1: Yeah. it's almost it's almost an
2: understood,
1: like, yes. You you played basketball, so it's almost like your coach shouldn't have to tell you to shoot free throws every practice, right? It's like, well, of course you should shoot free throws. Yeah, <laughs> like that's that's going to be part of it. Yeah. And Jesus elsewhere says about um, this. This one really challenges me um, about like fasting. Mm-hmm. He says, "When you fast, right? Yeah, yeah. there's not an you... if, right?" Um, and so. That's another just yeah. We you as mean American, you mean
0: giving up social media for a couple hours? Yeah, hey. I
1: mean whatever the fast is, food, social media, technology in general. Um, we as American Christians, I think, are very bad at accepting the deny yourself. Mm-hmm. Yep, and yes. I'll throw myself in there. Like it's yeah. I've been indoctrinated in this culture, which basically says I mean for crying out loud the donuts that we buy on the box it says you deserve, you deserve a donut this. like no yeah. i don't <laughs> no one deserves a donut <laughs> i deserve
0: to be separated from god forever yeah but in his grace he made it so that i don't have to be and he in his grace he gave us donuts yeah so, that too
1: yeah so we don't deserve any donuts yeah. but god, i heard god does deserve the tithe <laughs> i heard
0: i heard a description of hell the other day which i thought was hilarious and of course only for jokes uh, but someone said imagine hell being like a place where there's a table of donuts but you can't reach the table <laughs> i thought it was funny yeah. um but yeah so we've got these we've got these two you know kind of common objections um, yeah. that people give and um, what are some other ones that uh that maybe you've seen i know one that i've heard before um and gets thrown out of often is well i don't need to give god my money because i, I give god my time yeah mm-hmm. right so i i tithe Plus my time, so and so it's like well, I was thinking hold about on. this. Like I was thinking about this.
1: Yeah, tithe of time. What would be a, a tithe of your time? That is
2: so. A lot. Even if you just said waking hours, yes. Right. So if, if one hundred sixty-eight hours in a week, yeah, let's assume you get eight hours of sleep a night, and that's being generous. Yeah, because most of us don't. Right. So you're at That'd um, be fifty-six hours minus. Uh, correct, and so you're at oh, quick math one hundred and twelve. Right. Hours left. Yeah, so of time would be at the very least eleven hours. Eleven hours a week, and so um, if somebody were trying to make that argument with me and they were actually being reasonable, mm-hmm. um, I would gently say, "So are you are you serving eleven hours a week?
1: Mm-hmm. An hour and a half a day, essentially, almost. Yeah,
2: right. You know, or you know, hey, are you giving up two? Um, you know, uh, um, two? Uh, yeah. However you want to want to break it down, but it's just like Are you giving up that much time? And if the answer is no, then the answer is you're not tithing your time.
1: Right. Or every Saturday you're gone all day. Correct. um, Yeah. Serving at the soup kitchen or something like that. Correct. All day, 11 hours in a row.
2: Correct. Yeah. And so if you're not doing that, then we can't even have this conversation because once again, you're not tithing.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I would like go beyond it though. Like. Obviously that's not what God's intention was. Right. Like his intention is Yes. Your whole world needs to revolve around the calls that I have on yes. your life, and I've called you to make disciples. So that's a twenty four seven mission. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I've called you to to bring what's mine, ten yeah. percent of it. So yeah, do it. And um, really, like the, back on this old testament, new testament one, uh, I, whenever I had a conversation with someone about this, um, someone in Bible college, uh, taught, you know, you know how guys argue yeah. in the dorms, <laughs> right? They they were talking about well, tithe not new testament. I was like, you're right. You know. Uh but what I see in the New Testament is that when people give their life to Jesus, I mean there's a dude who sold his field and funded a mission trip. Um mm-hmm. they're like Zacchaeus gave half. Right. Like yeah. The, so yeah, you're maybe maybe ten percent isn't what we're expected anymore. Maybe yeah. it's more. Oh maybe, yeah. Maybe, well, and maybe, maybe Jesus it's
1: more. And, yeah. and Jesus says, uh, you've heard that it was said, do this, but I say mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, don't commit adultery is what used to be said, but don't even yeah. look at a woman lustfully now. So like right. When did he ever say Um, I'm going to require less of you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. When when has grace ever been cheaper Uh than law? And it wasn't. Um, Grace costs the blood of the Son of God and not the blood of bulls and goats. Uh So it's never been cheaper.
0: So so any other objections that people give? Sometimes there are some just really
2: practical things um, in terms of it's like, well, our budget doesn't work like that. We don't have enough money to be able to do it. Um, we've got to pay some debt down first, and then once we've got the debt taken care of, then we can, then we'll be able to tithe. Um, once Again,
1: spiritual warfare, because Satan is not going to come at you yeah. with ridiculous arguments. He's going to come at you with something that sounds super incredibly logical, incredibly logical, and yeah, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah,
2: so. yeah. Well, I think even one of them is, Ooh. do it, say it, say it, <laughs> say it. Is that um, I can take my tithe and I can split it between seven different organizations. Yes, yeah,
1: so that's what I was going to go to next, just because yeah. a tithe is to the, is to the church. Yeah. And we don't say that as pastors to say, hey, bring it to our church, like yeah. because we need it. It's you need it. And, yeah. and God gives the glory when you tithe to the church.
2: Yeah, you um, make the name of Jesus famous whenever you give to his church. Yeah,
1: because there's other organizations that are great. Um, yeah. Some of them... Are are not Christian organizations necessarily? Maybe it's animal rights or things like that, or <laughs> yeah. other organizations that are. They're parachurch that work alongside the church, but they're still not the church. Uh, absolutely, so, like part of part of what we give every every month is to Walton County Christian Learning Center, mm-hmm. and that's not part of our tithe. That's right. In addition to a tithe, because right. that's not the church. Yeah, Christian Learning Center is not the church.
2: I, I think another. Um... Well, maybe this is the no. I'll I'll hold that because it's actually getting into the next couple points there. So, any other objections people give?
1: (laughs) I'm just like we're in court. Objection!
2: Give me hearsay. Hearsay. Well, I I think I I think one of the objections is that you know that church doesn't need my money. Um, They've got great big buildings. They've got a lot of staff, and so why would I do that just to fill their coffers, kind of thing? And um, that's that's an objection, and like it's almost like. I would just say, well, then fine, find another church and give it to it that you feel like needs it more. <laughs> yeah, sure. But I mean, the the point is, is that the storehouse of the temple was, it was there to take care of the uh, spiritual needs of the people. And it was to be able to say, hey, this is where my, my discipleship is happening.
0: This is where all this is taking place. I want to see that in, invested in. And so, yeah. Yeah, yeah I love it. Um, so the reason people give these objections, I might just go back up to the top and suggest is because out of the three hearts, mm-hmm. they're not embracing or developing the generous heart. Yeah, um, the, three, the three chambers. And so <laughs> that is that is what we're talking about here. We're, we're wanting to embrace the generous heart. And that means starting with the tithe yep. um, and, uh, and rolling. So the, the second point was just to make a plan for your generosity. I love loved this Randy Alcorn quote that you threw out Mm -hmm. yesterday, God prospers me not to raise my standard of living, but to raise my standard of giving. Absolutely love that line. Um, So making a plan for generosity, talk to us a little bit about what that looks like. Well, so if you're going to start
2: with 10%, that means that you've got to have a plan. And so that's where the plan begins is with 10%. But then it is also looking at it and going, okay, So now I've been tithing. What is the plan for moving forward and moving beyond Beyond. just the tithe? Because Mm -hmm. in many ways, so if you look, uh, so the three levels of giving, you know, the devotional level, the inspiration level, and the revelation level. I mean, the devotion level is that faithfulness in returning the first 10%. Mm -hmm.
0: That's
2: a, it's the, the place to start, but it's not a great place to stop. And so if we're going to continue to grow in our faith and grow in our generosity, then we've got to have a plan of, okay, so how am I going to get to 11%? Mm -hmm. How am I going to get to 12? How am I going to get to to 15? Um, Maybe it's something to dream about. I was listening to one guy, and he's like, I just dreamt about the day to where the largest check I was going to write every month was going to be to my church instead of to my mortgage company. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, so what's the what's the what's the plan whenever it comes to that, and just thinking through those kind of things to where you can be at that place, to where um, you have you go to the inspiration level, something prompts you, and it's like, man, that would be great to be able to help that out. Let me just cut a check so that I can do that, mm-hmm. um, or the revelation level where um, God makes a just a radical call on your life to do XYZ and you're in a place to where you can do that because you have made the the appropriate plans to be able to to be in that position. Yeah, I love it.
0: That's awesome. So tithe plus. That's, <laughs> tithe
2: that's the
1: plus. plan. Like everything else. Like the yeah, plan tithe we're making. Tithe plus. Yeah.
0: Cancel your Hulu plus so yeah. that you can start tithing plus. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that might be a practical thing to look at because maybe the objection is although we can't, and uh, there are some things that could be cut. Yeah. Uh,
0: yes. Always. Always. Yeah. I, uh, mm, okay, I'm going to say it too. Adam Adam stopped for a second, and <laughs> then we encouraged him to set it, peer pressure. Uh, one of the things that I talked about um, last sermon I preached uh, from stage was all about idolatry, and I kind of took an aside for a second and um, just gave a one-liner to the parents to think about. And what I told them was – just I asked them a question and it was what it what would happen if you spent as much money on your children's discipleship as you did their athletics and activities and so there's there's some some of that at play here too like you, you think oh I can't tithe I can't tithe right but look at look at what you spend your money on yes you can um yes you can so uh yeah if and and here's what I'll say too if you've made it this far in the podcast then well done because it, it is evident that you are are thinking through uh, what it looks like to to embrace a generous heart and so um, we're we're grateful for that. The third thing is to put the plan into action. Not really a lot that needs to be said on that because it's just yeah you make do a it. plan then you do it <laughs> right. You work you you plan your work then you work your plan. Right. Simple as that. So we get to the bottom line where um, Adam, you reminded us that generosity is an attitude that's strengthened by a habit. Talk to us a little bit about that um what 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 do you mean
2: yeah, so it is a it's an attitude it's a mindset, but the way that it's really grown in us is through the um weekend every other week once however it is that you know you 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 do it the the uh the mechanics of um it's like well, I get paid on the fifteenth and the thirtieth, mm-hmm. you know it's like okay, well, then that's when the tithe well, I get paid on the first and okay that's mm-hmm. when the tithe okay. you know, comes in or I just want to pay it all from the first paycheck and then, you know, like, Oh, whatever, you, you know, but right. it's the habit. It's the, it's the weekend week out. Um, every time that money comes in of just saying, I'm going to, I'm trusting God with this. Here's the first 10%. It doesn't belong to me anyway. So I'm returning it to God. I'm I'm bringing what brings belongs to him. It's looking for opportunities to expand my generosity beyond the tithe. Um, that's how it's all strengthened by the habit because you can say, I want to be someone, you go back to Proverbs 11, I want to be a refreshing person, um, and I want to be refreshed. Well, good intentions are only, you know, um, they're only achieved through good actions. And so you've got to actually take the steps and actually do those things to develop generosity in your life.
0: Yeah. Got to do it. Got to do it. Mm-hmm. Can't just wish it. I'll say, I'll say this too. I love that uh, we live in 2023. And there's automatic withdrawal yeah, every yeah. single month because mm-hmm. just thinking like automate the important, right? Like it's, it, it isn't something that I have to wrestle with every single month. Like, oh man, like this uh-huh. month was a little bit harder because there was a medical bill. So yep. there's no temptation, you know, at every month because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. oh, am I going to write this check or not? Because it just already came out yeah. like already. Yeah. Okay. I, I have 90% to live off. And yeah. that's more than enough. So, Well, I just had a
1: conversation okay? uh, Sunday, w- last Sunday with somebody, you know, next steps, we were talking about tithing. And they said, oh, well, yeah, that's kind of like what I do, like the auto draft, kind of oh, yeah. what I do with um, like retirement in my job. I was like, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yes. Take out what's important first. Yep. And I, I guess so there's pros and cons on both, like the pros of writing the check every week or putting in the money every week. Mm-hmm. Or going
2: doing, to the going app.
1: Going to the app every week. There's the intentionality and in almost a, like a worshipful like moment where you say, God, I'm trusting you with this. And then press Press. or write or give, you know, but there's also what Adam said, the, you automate the important, Mm -hmm. like you're not going to, you know, I have, I've automated my bills because I don't want to miss paying my bills and get charged late fees and things like that. So it's important enough to me. And so I did the same thing with the tithe.
2: So, um, uh, this didn't make it into the sermon, but you know, like one of the questions is, do I tithe off my gross or my net (laughs) Yeah. And so several answers, you know, it's like, well, one, what do you want to be blessed off of? Do you want to be blessed (laughs) off your gross income or your net income? Um, But then somebody else said this too. It's like, you know, I, I, I tithe off of my gross, Mm -hmm. um, because, um, I want God to get the money before the IRS does because the IRS has never blessed anyone. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um,
0: that's. If the IRS takes it off the gross yeah then uh, I think that the ten percent that yeah that God gets yeah. yeah probably a good idea, yeah love it, cool, all right, challenge, put God to the test, and if you are not tithing, do it for three months mm-hmm. and take uh notes at what God does in yeah. your life uh, whenever you uh, start to do that, mm-hmm. and if you are tithing, increase your generosity for three months, so a little mm-hmm. three months challenge hey here's some some good news for you too, calendar wise speaking, where about Three months till, to a new year. So give yep. to the end of the year, a um, little bit beyond that, and then keep that rhythm going because uh, of the bottom line. It's a, it's a uh, an attitude that's strengthened by a habit. So build that habit for the next three months and then watch the Lord do in your life some things you wouldn't have expected him to do. Um, anything else to add? Good stuff, guys. How are we wrapping up next week? How are we
2: wrapping up next week? Generous Life, part um, three. Is uh, just kind of the, um, the idea of multiplication. And so what God is able to do with what we feel like isn't a lot and um, just uh,
0: what he does. So, Yeah. Yeah. As a teenager would say, God is him. God is him. So trust him.
1: <laughs> God is him. God
0: is him. I think that's what he said to Moses, right? Like, who are you? Him. I am him. Go tell Israel, I am him, sit you. That's um, funny. So there we go. Uh Listen to the game. Um, I did not plan a game until 10 minutes before we all walked down here, so I got a little game. Um, cool. It's uh, about the Roman Empire, a little quiz. <laughs> and, know, um, just a little uh, Just casual little game. So and how often do you was, think about the Roman Empire? A lot. A lot. I, I love the Roman Empire. It's good One that
1: of, you're asking the questions
0: because if you weren't, we would lose. One of my time. one of my favorite all-time classes in Bible college was history of the Roman Empire. Uh, and then uh, NT intro, uh, where NT intro was basically like, "Hey, let's let's learn about the Roman Empire and then step into the world of the New Testament and mm-hmm. see what we see." Right. And so I wrote uh, a paper in First John that made an argument that whenever he writes about brothers hating brothers and being murders, that it may have been a slight mm-hmm. dig at what was going on Herod. between Titus and Domitian oh, okay. at the time. So. Yeah, super fun. I love the Roman Empire. But this is actually kind of an easy quiz. So I'm expecting you guys to do well. So don't disappoint me. <laughs> <laughs> Question number one How many years did the Roman Empire last? I do have oh, multiple, multiple choice. choice? Okay. Yes, I do, if you need, you. It, if yeah, you need oh, it. Yes. You need it. How many years did the Roman Empire years. last? There's 100, 550, 1,000, or 3,000. So, 550 sounds right. So you said around five.
1: Technically, there was some stuff that went on for a long time after that, even though it wasn't really as powerful. I'll go up to a thousand.
0: Thousand. I'll say five fifty. It is a thousand years. Wow. wow. It lasted. was
1: like Byzantine and stuff. Correct. But, yeah. yeah. It wasn't. Okay.
0: It wasn't the Roman Empire of old. Right. Correct. It, it wasn't but the good old days. <laughs> they were
1: still. It was still Rome. It was really. still. Gotcha. It was still Rome.
0: Yep. Good call. Okay. Uh, which river is Rome built along? Oh gosh. Oh. Uh, is this multiple choice? There's it seven.
1: Is. There's seven hills. Yeah. And Romulus and Remus.
2: Yep. Yeah, you, the <laughs> origin
0: story. The origin story is fun, man. That's a fun story. Okay, we got the Nile. No. We got the Tiber, the Danube, and the Rhine. The Rhine. No, wait, that's Tiber. I think it's Tiber, yeah. It is Tiber yeah, cuz Rhine's I Germany remember. if I remember right. I think so. And the outside of a watermelon. Yeah. Um <laughs> What language did Romans speak? Roman, Latin, Greek, or Italian? Well, it would be Latin. Latin. Latin is correct. Okay. Which famous structure in Rome was used for chariot races and other entertainment events. Colosseum. Colosseum. Didn't need that one. The other options uh, were the Parthenon, the Pantheon, and the Acropolis. Oh. So
1: the Pantheon is in Rome. Uh-huh. Uh, the Parthenon and Acropolis Athens. are in Athens. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yep. Okay. So the Colosseum is right. Which Roman numeral represents the number 50? If you're a oh. Super Bowl fan, you should know it. It's uh is it L? It's L. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, L represents the number yeah. fifty. Yeah. So there we go. We had so
1: we had a Roman numeral. Uh, we were walking through Milledgeville a couple of days ago, and there was on the post office or something just uh, the year, and it was nineteen oh seven in Roman numerals. That's pretty so, cool. So yeah, it was like M M C M V L L would be nineteen oh seven. M C M V L L. Yeah, because the M M is a thousand. C is 100, 100 but it comes before Four, the other so it M. means 900 so yeah 1000 plus 900 and then plus the V is 5 plus the two Ls are so 1907
0: yeah. yeah that's cool cool there we go all right what were the trained fighters who entertained audience in the Roman col- audiences in the Roman Coliseum? Russell Crowe yep by engaging in <laughs> combat known as gladiators. Gladiators. They were known are as gladiators are you not entertained there you go there you go <laughs> One of the options here is heavyweight champs, <laughs> 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 heavyweight champs. Glad here's you. That Mike Tyson, I think that would be so like we go watch football and that's pretty violent, um, but no, fight to the death. But we, we've never gathered in a stadium of 50,000 people just to watch. Oh, I bet this dude's going to totally kill this dude
1: that you can also fill with Literally. water for right. water combat. Yeah. Like that's psycho.
0: Super, yeah. super crazy. What a, what a world. Uh, who was the Roman god of war often associated with gladiators? Oh, gosh. Mars. Mars is the correct answer. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Roman god of war. The other my options... wife would be so proud of me. Yeah.
1: Teaching history.
0: There you go. Jupiter, Apollo, and Athena were the other options, which a couple of those are not Roman. Again, yeah. they are Grecian. Mm-hmm. Um Which famous event involved the gladiatorial? Gladi- Editorial combat oh my goodness all right like quick, editorial quick, quick aside uh so i'm helping tristan study sometimes for her her test coming up she's smart and i had this moment i was reading her questions <laughs> yep. and i was struggling to and like pronounce some of the doctoral words and systems in the body and diseases and all that sort of stuff and i had this moment i was like oh this is how people who didn't go to Bible college feel reading through some of the names and cities uh-huh. in the Old Testament. It's like <laughs> I feel like I don't know how to read anymore. All right, gladiatorial combat in the Colosseum where gladiators fought to death. What famous event did this? Uh, was this called the Olympics, the Hunger Games, American football, or the Colosseum games? It's got well, to <laughs> be the Colosseum. it the Colosseum. The, yeah. the, the Olympics are in Gave again. it away. Yeah. Uh, what Roman engineering marvels were used to transport water over long distances aqueducts. to oh, yeah, yeah the aqueducts? aqueducts. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, there we go. What was the currency of ancient Rome? Uh, is that? No, I think that's. I think that was Greek. Drachma was uh, is that Greek. I can tell you that it, the answer is not B, which is cash money. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, then why don't you give us the doggone right. well, okay, option? It's,
0: it's Denarius, cash money, ducat shekel shekel's hebrew yeah uh what was the denarius. first one denarius, denarius. Days, wages i think it's that one yeah it is denarius yes
2: what is a drachma was that
1: it? it's also a coin is that greek though but it's
0: or was it hebrew
1: i don't think it's greek okay. I think that's, that's all good. i've
0: got that is got. that is the roman empire quiz for the day i was hoping it was, gonna, it was get gonna, more gonna be about rome it. georgia no, no. I was hoping it was going to get more into the emperors and whatnot. Drachma was uh, Greek, but okay. it is what it is, according to Google. So if if you are listening and you really like the Roman Empire, I'll buy you coffee. Think and about it every ta- day. Let's just go talk about the Roman Empire because <laughs> it's cool and uh, yeah. Babylon. Two. What was your 8.
1: favorite scandal? <laughs> <laughs> it was Titus and Domitian. Man,
0: oh, Domitian yeah. totally whacked his brother and got away with it. Um. Yeah, okay. Cool. Corinth in your car. Wednesday morning recording edition. Adam safe travels as you head to watch yeah. uh watch the Chiefs practice against the Broncos. It'd be a good yeah, Tell practice, them about the I special hope. episode
1: next week. Next week oh yeah, yeah, Next on, next but...
0: week Josh and Adam are both gone, so I'm going to sit uh together with um sit down with Melissa, maybe a, a one other and uh talk through some just some family ministry stuff. So you'll get to hear from children's minister, youth minister, um you know, some some tips and tricks mm-hmm. to to connecting with your teens discipling them well and maybe even teaching them how to be generous um so all sorts of stuff like that. Cool. so tune in and um, especially if you're a parent or a grandparent uh, who has a a child zero to, to i guess adolescence now goes to like 25 yeah, so something. zero to 25 <laughs> 32 yeah, yeah 32 oh man i'm not out of adolescence yeah <laughs> so i'm not out of adolescence but my legs hurt after playing flag football so how does that work i don't know I don't know. All right. Well, we are grateful for you. We'll see you in person for part three of The Generous Life coming up next Sunday. Peace and grace. Have a great week.